glad Winker couldn't make it because I've got a really special guest, John Ruth, original Billy the Marlin mascot, part of the 97 World Championship. Let's talk about that. But before we do that, on Thursday, I did a show. The studio was blacked out. I had a bunch of Santeria candles all lit up here, and we brought Jobu out. And now the bats, we, we had scored, I think, four runs in the previous five or six games. The bats were cold as ice. And the only thing I knew was to offer up a sacrifice to some baseball god from the from the movie Major League. And here's what happened. I did it, and the next three games we scored 21 runs. We scored 21 in the first two games. So I think it worked. Sounds like it worked to me. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm looking up in his cup, it looked like somebody might have taken a nip out of there, and that's maybe why we didn't win that game three against the Cubs. Well, it wasn't me. I promise you that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so getting ready to start a two-game uh, stint here back at Lone Depot uh, versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Tonight, Sandy, the ace, is going against uh, uh, Russ Stripling. Uh, they call him the chicken strip. I don't know why. Hopefully, he's the chicken strip tonight and doesn't play that well. So, yeah, got to get back on get back in the win column. We're, I think, eight, nine games out of uh, from away from 500. Um, but that, that division is – Packed up with a bunch of teams that just spend the whole season beating up on each other, and the guy that the the last man standing is generally who's going to win that win that division. So hopefully it's us. But let's talk about for a minute about how how you got to be Billy the Marlin, how that whole thing transpired, and then let's talk about some fun stories. I know you just did another interview. I don't want to keep you too long, but I know there's some Marlins fans that'll be interested to hear about it. Well, I was uh, the mascot at the University of Miami, yep. uh, both the Miami Maniac and the, uh, the Sebastian the Ibis. Of course, the Maniac was the baseball mascot. Right. Um, and Ron Frazier was good friends with Mr. Heisinga, okay. uh, who was the owner of the, the club uh, back in 93. And um, he was able to get uh, Don Smiley and a couple of their people. Uh, Dean Jordan was the uh, one of the top promotions people at the, at the club back in the time prior to, to opening in 93. And they actually came to Mark Light and saw me perform a game. Uh, Did not, you know that they were coming? I had no clue. I okay, no but clue. you're just up to your normal yeah, shenanigans. Fra- yeah, Coach Frazier had, had arranged for them to come out. And um, I had applied for the job but had not you know heard anything. But they came out and saw me. And uh, so I was able to, uh, from what I understand after that, I was told they they decided I was that was it guy. that was so it. I started negotiating and and uh, so we we I think we announced it in in January of '93 early in January that I I would be leaving the University of Miami, um, but uh, so I, I worked with the people who created the, the costume. Okay, uh, the original head that they made was made out of fiberglass. They, these were people who worked for Disney. It was not a Disney project, but these people had worked for Disney and okay. had created some of their characters. And they made this head out of out of fiberglass. It weighed a, about 75 pounds. So you had to have like a neck thing, a harness well, on there? To they had it on it the table when I went up to Orlando for the first time, and I said, that's beautiful. So where's the costume? And they went, that's, that's the it. costume. <laughs> and I went, so who are you going to get to be your mascot? Because I'm not wearing that. Right. So we redesigned it, and and the first head that we wore that, that I wore for opening day of of of, of um of '93 actually became Billy's father's costume later because it still was not perfect. We right. didn't get the perfect costume until the mid the mid of '93 season, but um but so I, I was I was picked to 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 be the character and and helped. Uh, get things organized. I was also, uh, one part of my duties though, I was in charge of the seventh inning stretchers. 
Uh, most people may not remember the seventh inning stretches right. because they only lasted two games. Right. We came up uh, uh, with the idea uh, of having a group that would lead the crowd, and we, we used Gloria Estefan's Get, Get On Your Feet song. Mm-hmm. And it was, they were supposed to come out and do a cheer. It was just kind of a, a, a something new. But instead of us doing it earlier in the game, we did it the top of the seventh. And opening day, a lot of people came out, and and we the, the dancers came out, and we were trying to get – and everybody thought, wait a minute, they're doing this in place of take me out of the ball game, So they started booing. And but take me out of the ball game was the next half inning, right? And so anyway, that was part of my uh, opening day uh, duties was to, uh, or after the second game was to tell the uh, seventh inning stretchers that we're no longer. That's it. Uh, were they disappointed? Did they have uniforms oh, yeah. also? Oh yeah, we had, and and they were you know beautiful girls, great dancers. The guy, there were some guys part of the group, and and they were they were heartbroken. But uh, it's kind of one of those funny stories that uh, you know we tried something and it failed. Big right, time. right. One of the things I always wondered, I mean. Being a mascot is probably one of the coolest things because you're as close to the game as being a player. But what were some of your mascot rivalries? Like your most <laughs> your most hated mascot? I, I mean, obviously the the Gator UF or the freaking crazy Indian up up at Florida State had to be the top two. But what were some of the real like rivalries as a mascot that you had? Well, you know, the funny thing is actually uh, we started something that that has turned all of the the major league baseball mascots into friends, okay, into buddies. Um, I mean, you know, certainly, you know, we, the Mets were were our, our probably the biggest rival in the Braves. Um, you know, so the Mets had Mister Met, the guy with the big, yeah, yeah, the big, big baseball, baseball head. Right. The Braves had Rally, um, who was this character. I don't even know, know what Rally was, but. We actually in ninety, I think it was in ninety four. It might have been ninety five. Bernie, the heat mascot, mm-hmm. had had created this thing where he would invite mascots to come out. He had Bernie's birthday party, so I thought, well, let's do Billy's birthday party. Right. So convinced the club, and I think it was it was the ninety four season was the first year we did it, and we brought six or eight other mascots down. So we got a chance to get to know each other personally. So there wasn't as much animosity, right. uh, and you know, so we actually kind of played around and had fun with it. Also in ninety four. Uh, the the All Star Game was in Pittsburgh, and there was right. a, a local group that brought all the mascots to Pittsburgh. Here's what's funny story about that: I was at that game. That's the game that Bud Siegler let it be a tie. Yes, that was at the strike season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was a tie. Yeah, the first first tie in Ever. Uh, in Ever. history. Uh, but yeah, so we, we actually kind of got to know a lot of the other mascots, and we became friends, and still are. Right. Uh, and and uh, so it, it, I hate to say that we really know big mascot rivalries. I mean, maybe you know Raymond over in Tampa Bay when when he came around, uh, he right. was a character a couple of years later. But. Right. But I can imagine like mascots are generally ornery by by nature and like <laughs> to get into trouble. So if you put five or six of them together, there's something probably going to. Oh, either explode or yeah, we, we almost, burn down or something. We almost got into some trouble at some of the All Star games. Yeah, where I mean, you know, you just got guys running around doing things, and you got you know people trying to whoa, whoa don't go over there, you know. And it, yeah, it was it was right. hard to, to to keep us all together. Right on, kind of like herding cats. Right. You know? Yeah, it doesn't happen that no, often. No. Yeah. So what what are some funny stories that you can remember, like fan interactions or just some funny things that happened <clears throat> at the at at a Marlin game back in the old days? Well, probably the greatest thing was uh, AJ Burnett's pitch. Uh, right. AJ, um, he had been, <laughs> we, we did the Toyota drive around, you know, every game and I'd stand in the back, Billy would stand in the back and throw t-shirts and, you know, use the t-shirt cannon and shoot shirts in the crowd. And it, one game, boom, something hit the front of the truck. I was like, what was that? AJ was pitching. And the next time we did it when AJ was pitching, boom, something hits the back of the truck. And he was like, 
pointing at me. Mm-hmm. And I saw him, you know, underneath the stadium one game, and he wasn't pitching that night, so I could talk to him. And I, I said, hey, Jay, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to break that window before the year's out. Dang. I said, I said, you seriously? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to break it. So I can't, I can't remember who we were playing that night, but it was, uh, you know, night game, and he throws the ball. You can find the video on, on YouTube, and he just smashes the back window. And had it been this much further, it would have hit my knee and smashed my knee. Right. So I'm almost happy it hit the window. But, but I, so I'm shooting T-shirts. Boom, I hear this thing, you know, the window crashes. And so it, we had to delay the game. And as we're going around third base, I look at him and I kind of did one of these, like, okay, you know, you you got it. And he had to challenge me. And he was like, mm, like, I got gotcha. you. I got you. Right. You know? Right. And, and of course he had to play it off. So oh, I slipped on the mound and, but I mean, it was a delay. It was a beautiful, obviously it was deliberate. A beautiful right. Right on. And uh, so that, that was probably the craziest thing that happened on the field. Um, you know, we, we had a uh, lot, a lot of fan interactions, you know, some, some, I almost got thrown off the upper deck the first year. I'm, I'm standing, taking a picture with a couple of kids and this guy, you know, the, the upper deck at, at, at pro player, yep. the name of it yep. at that time. You're, you're I, right. I always forget the names, but this, this, the upper deck was real slanted right, yeah. right at the top. And this guy kind of just comes out of nowhere and grabs me, grabs the carrot Billy and, and starts to kind of go push over. Right. And fortunately my, my assistant, who's now a, a police officer. A.K.A. bodyguard. Bodyguard, protector, yes. Right. Yeah, he was my protector. You know, they, they call them wranglers sometimes. Right, But right. Uh, he was like a bodyguard at times. But he just reaches around and grabbed the guy because I was, I was up, to go up to my knees going over. If he had let go, I was gone. Right. So we, we had a couple of couple of instances like that. Um, but probably the craziest thing that happened in, in on the road, um, I went up to uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, uh, the fanatic but, mm-hmm. uh, became a good friend of mine. And uh, so he invited Billy to come up for opening day. The Marlins were playing up there. And so it was the first time anyone other than the Philly fanatic had, had ridden his four wheeler out on the field. So here comes Billy, the Marlin pregame Uh-oh. on the four wheeler. The crowd's just booing and going crazy. And of course we'd arrange it where the fanatic comes out, like he's been tied up, you know, and, uh-huh. and then, you know, takes the four wheeler and I'm supposed to just jump into the stands and go, well, <laughs> Jumping in the stands in Philadelphia ain't going to work. No. I, I jump over the tarp, and the first person grabs Billy's beak and just starts yanking. Mm-hmm. And so I, the head's going this way. People are hitting me from behind. Of course, it's a hard head, so they're hurting their hand. But I finally I had to just punch the guy to get him off of the thing. And I finally got back into the, in, into the locker room, and the fanatic came in, and, and, and he had no clue about it. He's like, wow, that was great. And I just went. I about got killed. <laughs> yeah, you know? for real. And uh, Philadelphia fans are not. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're Especially not you get, get some alcohol in them. That think. Yeah, well, and this was happen. a day game, and they were all drunk. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm abusing Philadelphia fans. Sorry, that's all right. That. I don't like them either. I don't. Know. <laughs> all right. So here's something I know that you're really passionate about, and then I'll let you go. Is is the University of Miami Athletic Hall of Fame? Um, talk for a minute about what that is, and I, I know it's a. a Charitable organization. It's a five hundred one c three nonprofit company. Um, what are some of the things you guys do? How people can find out about it? How they can go and see some of the cool memorabilia and all the the historical stuff? It's almost like a museum. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And 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 we're actually hoping to get a, a museum designation soon. Uh, but it's it's the UM Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, we're located right next to the Hecht Athletic Center on campus. We are currently closed uh, because of COVID, and mm-hmm. the university, you know, is is waiting to kind of open up in August when um, 
when students come back. Uh, but we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so people can donate to us. They can also donate memorabilia if they've mm-hmm. got it. Um, the easiest way is to go to umsportshalloffame.com. That's umsportshalloffame.com. Uh, and, and you know, we, they can donate either via our uh, GoFundMe page or, like I say, if somebody wants to, you know, it's a tax write-off, so write us a check and right. mail it to us. But uh, we've got memorabilia that goes literally all the way back to the first year of the university's founding. We have some amazing pieces uh, from people like Jamato, uh, uh, Ted Hendricks, Greg Luganus, the greatest diver of all time, um, Rick Barry. Uh, awesome. You know, it, and we have, have um, displays dedicated to Miami's uh, football national championships and Miami's baseball national championship. Plus people don't realize we won a lot. We won five national championships in women's golf in the seventies and we have a display for them. So, you know, we, cool. it's a really cool uh, facility. We're about 5,000 square feet. And like I say, right next to the Hecht Athletic Center. So certainly this this fall, we will definitely be open. When, by the time the students come back, it'll be open, you think? We're, we're hoping to, hoping to, yeah. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. But yeah, we, we also do four events every year. We Certainly our induction banquet. Uh, we're going to be doing a bowling tournament coming up in, in August. So you can go to umsportshalloffame.com. It's going to be a bowling tournament that's actually, anybody can bowl anywhere in the country. Oh, uh, very If you're a hurricane cool. fan, you can you know make make a, the payment. We'll send you a T-shirt. And then on the day of the event, uh, you can. And then uh, they, wherever that they place bowl. they're bowling, they register the score, and that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, and then we'll we'll send the uh, the trophies out afterwards. So Very awesome. It's, it's a new you know thing we're trying this year, obviously because of COVID, and uh, you know, but but uh, we're the, we'll be doing a, a a local site here at Bird Bowl. Okay, uh, cool. On on Bird Road, but uh, but yeah, the umsportshalloffame.com. Uh, you know, it's uh, I appreciate you. Yeah. Let me promote it. And, Absolutely. Uh, Love, love being, I haven't talked Marlin stuff in 20 yeah. years. So John Ruth, the original babe, Billy the Marlin. This is awesome. Super glad you were able to come. Appreciate you so much. Hope to get you on again, buddy. Thank you, Tom. All right, Appreciate let's flip it. the M tonight, boys. Go fish. Preview.